start spreading the news. Welcome to episode 16, Start Spreading the News, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the Capital Region's home for everything sports. Joining me, my co-host, Michael Padre, and CSMN founder, Kyle Milligan. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Trevor? It's a beautiful day to be a Yankees fan, as it always is. Oh my goodness, the Yankees are on a roll, man. It's it's pretty it's pretty freaking awesome. There's no other the way roll, to put it. It's the roll it's of awesome. all rolls. It's it's amazing. And before we get started here, I want to go over a few things. The CSMN NFL Top 100 is out. I believe we are all the way down to around 50. So go check that out. Those are coming out twice a week on our Instagram at Capital Sports MN and all of the platforms. The Press Box Episode 5 is out now. Go see Trevor talk about the Yankees. I mean, who doesn't like to see that? And much more. Section 2 sports content is coming soon, so make sure to tune into that. The Section 2 high school season is almost here. We're starting up football, soccer, all those fall sports really, really soon. So that is all coming up, and we're very excited about that. Trevor, we're here to talk Yankees baseball, though, man. How are we getting it started? Like we usually do. How are the standings looking? Yeah, so here's the standings update. We got the Rays still in first place, 79-48. and in second place are the Yankees. They are 74 and 52, four and a half games back. Not too shabby. The Red Sox are in third place still. They are 72 and 56, seven and a half games back. The Red Sox lost last night. The Blue Jays are 66 and 59 in fourth place, 12 games back. And the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, 39 and 86. Headed in the wrong direction, 39 games back. But yeah, but they, hey, let's little turnaround. They beat Shohei Otani. They did. They did beat they, they probably did. the MVP last night. So kudos to the Orioles. Trevor, so last episode we ended off on game two of that Boston series. So catch everyone up. What's happened since then? Roll it. Game three versus Boston. Start off top of the first. As all-star Xander Bogarts goes yards to right field to give the Sox a one nothing lead. Bottom of the second. Guardy drives in Stanton with a sack fly, and the game is not at one. Squid comes up big with an RBI single to right to give the Bombers a 2-1 lead. Riz then reaches on an infield single that brings in Sanchez and Velasquez, putting the Yanks up 4-1. Velasquez does it again as he drives another run to make it 5-1 Yanks in the eighth. Top nine as Hunter Renfro hits a solo job to left, but that's all the Sox can muster as the Yanks sweep the Sox with a game three final of 5-2. Next game against Minnesota, the Twins are in town. Game one, bottom three, as Higgy hits an RBI double, scoring squid to put the Yankees up 1-0. King Louie drives a double to left, driving in Wade and Higgy. It's 3-0 Yanks. Staying in the third, Riz hits a sack fly to center field, scoring Voigt to add another tally on the board. It's 4-0 Bombers. Bottom of the fourth, as Higashioka, the home run stroker. It's a two-run bomb to left to put the Yankees up 6-0. Top six, Jake Cave gets the Twins on the board with a solo shot. Later that inning, Polanco adds a two-run ground rule double. Yanks still lead 6-3. Polanco comes through again, driving in Angleton Simmons to shrink the Yankee lead to 6-4. Bottom eight as G-Baby hits a solo jack to right to stretch the Yankee lead to 7-4. Top nine, Miguel Sano hits a solo shot to left. But the Yanks hold on and take game one, seven to five. Game two, top of the first. King Louie again, singles to left, playing DJ and Judge. And the Yanks take an early 2 nothing lead. Still top of the first as Squid works a bases loaded walk 
to put the Yankees up 3-0. And that's all as Guardy singles to left, plating Voigt to give the Yankees a 4-0 lead. Bottom of the second as it's Judgment Day as all rise. Aaron Judge hits a two-run jack. And the Yankees lead 6-0. Bottom four as King Louie hits another RBI ground rule double for a 7-0 Yankee lead. And that asshole, Jock Donaldson, gets the Twins on the board with a two-run shot over the left field wall to make it 7-2 Yanks. Bottom of the seventh as King Lewis Vinwood Voigt the fourth hits a bomb to dead center, and it's 8-2 Yanks. DJ comes up bottom eight and deposits a two-run jack of his own to left field, and the Yankees take game two, 10-2. Game three, we start bottom of the second. As T. Wade bloops the ball into left field, scoring Ruby and Higgy. It's 2-0 Yanks early. Bottom five as Wade trots home on a wild pitch by Kent Maeda for a 2-0 Yankee lead. Still in the fifth as Stanton doubles, plating DJ and Riz for a 4-0 lead. Voigt stays hot as he rubs a 2-RBI double to make it 6-0 Yankees. Polanco gets the Twins on the board with a homer in the 2 left field in the eighth, but his answered back is the home run kinger. Andrew Velasquez strikes for his first big league homer. Yanks take game three, seven to one. To Atlanta we go. Game one, we start in the second as Giancarlo, no se poi, Stoparlo drills the ball into the chop house in right field to put the Yanks up one nothing. Bottom two, Dansby Swanson hits a homer to center field to not the game at one. Top six, G-Baby strikes again as he ropes a two-RBI double off the left field wall. It's 3-1 Yanks. Not done yet as Gary singles in Gallo and Judge to move the score to 5-1. Yanks extend the streak and take game one by a score of 5-1. Game two, Yanks looking to make it 11 straight. Bottom of the first is former first overall pick Dansby Swanson doubles to center field. And the Braves take an early 2-0 lead. Top of the second now, Giancarlo does it again as he hits a line drive over the left center field wall. It's 2-1 Braves. Top four, Gary comes in clutch with an RBI single. Game tied at two. Top of the fifth, DJ hits a moonshot to the delight of Albert Abreu into the Yankee bullpen in left field. First two run jack to make it 4-2. Bottom half of the frame is Austin Riley singles to center field. Plating us, yeah, but Freddie Freeman is cut down to the plate thanks to a judge Velasquez Sanchez relay. Top seven, Rugie hits a no-doubter into the chop house to add to someone's appetizer. It's 5-3 Bombers. Bottom nine, Chappie walks Solaire with the bases loaded, forcing Boone to go to Wandy with two outs and the bases loaded. Peralta would then get reigning NL MVP Freddie Freeman to fly to left, and the Yankees take both games in Atlanta, extending the winning streak to 11. Game two final, 5-4. to four. Job well done, my friend. Job well done. That was awesome. I love the Mike Wazowski you put there on Dansby Swanson. That was probably my favorite part of it all. And, you know, there was a common theme there of those recaps, you know, and I didn't get it until the end. The common theme is that they won every damn game. Man, 11 games, man. This is awesome. This is so different than, dude, us recording a podcast right now is so much different. Do you remember the ugly months? Do you remember April? Do you remember May? Do you remember June? Do you remember even a little bit of July, the beginning? I mean, this is awesome. This is awesome, dude. I can't believe it. I, I, uh, I've chosen not to remember those months. (laughs) Um, we're just uh, the definition of a second half squad. 
Let me put it that way. And I mean, uh, and I, I, I mean this in the most positive way ever. We're probably not going to win the division, so we're looking at a wild card game. But we are a second half squad, and this is a team I don't want to see in the playoffs. Yeah, and don't want to see the playoffs. I do want to point out to our listeners that uh, Trevor and I do work together. If you don't already know that, Trevor and I work together, and we also work some with some fellow Yankee fans also. And you know, it's probably around June. It's probably late June. Um, mid-June maybe, and I'm walking into work and these guys are talking about the 2022 season. I mean, it's June. You know, we have we have given up on the 2021 season by then, and here we are in the, in the late of August, almost September, and we're talking about what playoff games do we want to see, what matchups do we want, who's on the mound game <laughs> two. I mean, this is awesome. This is great, and I, I just love every second of it. Now let's get... To some of the sad stuff, some of the good stuff, though. We have an injury update for you. Gio Urshela, the most happy fella, is back from the hamstring injury. He returns on Wednesday. Will he be in the lineup? Will he not be? I have no idea. We'll find that out in just a little while today. Kluber, Corey Kluber, the second ace of this Yankee squad back in April, back in May, made another start for the double-A Somerset with his shoulder injury that he had. He's getting through that now. He, he had 3.2 innings, three and two-thirds, five hits, two runs, one walk, 4K, 60 pitches. You might look at this and say, that's not that great of a start, but hey, I look at it and say it improved from the last one. So as long as he's improving, Trevor, I'm going to be happy with Kluber's um, you know, progress. Yeah, 60 pitches in three and two-thirds. It's not as bad as you know some would think. To only have one walk in there with 4Ks. Uh, you know, the hit's a little high, giving up five hits. But, you know, four runs, two hits, that equates to six innings, three runs. Quality start. Um, you know, the pitch count needs to increase a little bit. I would hope he's probably going to get another start up to 80, and then you'll see him back again. So I would would say he's probably due for another start, either with the double-A squad or move him up to triple-A and send him to um, Scranton. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, from all what it seems like, it seems like it's on the right track. Yeah, and, and like I said, Gio Urshela's back. I kind of skipped over you there. Sorry, but, you know, Gio Urshela's back. Now, Rugnet Odor is not a third baseman, so that'll be Gio's spot, uh, I'm assuming. But Tyler Wade has been playing, you know, great. And, you know, when sh- like, where are we putting guys now? It's awesome that we have a good problem here. But um, with Gio back, you know, that kind of makes a little bit of a um, almost good issue for the Yankees. It's not even T Wade, it's Squid too. Like yeah, Velasquez right. has been really good too. So you know, I, I think it is Geo's spot ultimately at third base. Um, which means Rugi gets right back into the mix over at second. Um, so again, it just comes to off days. Geo's gonna need off days down the stretch here. He's not gonna be able to play every day. So you'll see Odor over there. You might even see DJ over there if we go, you know, Rizzo. Wade Velasquez DJ like around the diamond of first to third there. So you never know. Um, there's going to be a really tough decision. Ultimately, I think we do end up seeing Velasquez sent back down, which sucks because it's been a great story of late. Um, but it is what it is. It's a business. We're not here to make stories. We're here to make championships. Right. We're here to make um, championships. Just no not doubt. a part of this team. Well put. Moving on here, Domingo Herman with his shoulder issue on that right shoulder is expected to throw a bullpen this weekend. He's almost, I feel like, out of the equation at this point. Like, maybe for depth. I'd rather have Domingo pitch than Andrew Heaney. But in terms of with us getting these guys back, like Corey Kluber, 
Um, I, I don't really see a spot for Domingo Herman here headed into the future. Yeah, you almost took the words right out of my mouth. It's the Heen dog's got to go. Yeah. Um, and whether he gets that spot filled by Herman, Kluber, Sevy, um, whoever's coming back, it's he's just got to go. I he's gonna get DFA'd. He's um, he was kind of like a oh we saw something in this guy kind of guy, and it just didn't work out. Um, but yeah, once one of those three come back, he's done. Yeah, moving on here. Zach Britton has a elbow injury. It could be sprained. Um, that's that's the rumor, and it could require season-ending injury. Uh, kind of, sorry, season-ending surgery. Um, that that's kind of tough news. Like, I understand that Zach Britton's not having the best year, Trevor, but like, just just hate to see a, a guy have a season-ending injury that's already struggling, that's trying to get through it to be. Um, a factor for us come playoff time. It looks like his season uh, might just be done for. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I hate to kind of speculate, but I'm kind of going to call BS here. An elbow sprain doesn't require surgery. So what I'm hearing is bone chip, UCL, or forearm. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. A, a sprain, you sprain an ankle, you don't get surgery. You sit out a couple of weeks and you're right back. Right. So it's not a it's not a sprained elbow, or it's not season ending surgery. He's had if problems sprained, with his arms all season though, so maybe it's just more. Like maybe maybe yeah, there is a sprain. To have to- maybe there is a sprain, but maybe there's also more. I, I'm no doctor, nothing close to it, but yeah. But um, you don't just elect to have surgery because you're having a bad like. Well, something something's year. wrong. Like, like that's not Zach Britton. I understand like guys fall off in their career, but he's not Zach Britton. He's just not. Like you might no. see, you might see a batter of Zach Britton like once every five batters, but he just hasn't been Zach Britton this year. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I just, I'm just gonna call BS here. I think it's another one of these Yankees just lying to us about an injury to make it seem worse than it is. Fair, could be. Uh, we complain less when they're winning than if they're losing, though. So. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Good luck to Zach Britton. You know, don't want to see his season end. But uh, other guys are stepping up in his place. Moving on here, Glaber Torres with his thumb injury started a rehab assignment this week. Sorry, to start a rehab assignment this week. I'm not sure he played a game yet. I don't believe so. So that hopefully that'll start either, um, you know, today, tomorrow, or this weekend. We'll have to see. But Glaber Torres is starting to move towards a comeback. Luis Severino. Also with the shoulder injury, who needed a second opinion, um, decided by himself he wanted a second opinion on his injury because he said it still just doesn't feel right. Um, could start throwing again this week, uh, but that is still a coulda, you know, could turn into a woulda, shoulda. So um, we'll have to see what happens there. But Glaber Torres, Luis Severino are two guys who are very talented, who are almost forgotten about because of how good the Yankees are playing right now. And Trevor, realistically, they could make a huge difference down the stretch. Yeah, um, I think we've talked about it before. I don't see Seve being a six-inning guy down the stretch. He's going to be, uh, you know, kind of like an opener situation where, um, you know, they could have Greeny start, go two innings, and then throw Seve out there for three. There you go. You're in the fit. You're in the sixth, sixth inning by then. Um, so I think that's going to be his role coming down the stretch with this team. Um, you have bullpen spots because. Abreu's not making the roster. Um, I feel like Licky's not going to make the roster. Um, you know, so he's going to have a spot if he's capable of doing of fulfilling that role. Apparently, 
Trevor, we got some topics today, man. Let's get into them. The Yankees have won 11 straight ball games for the first time since 1985. Was anyone alive? What's going yeah. on, Trevor? Well, why are why are we winning 11 straight, man? What the heck is going on? We're hitting. I think that's the simple answer. The lineup is roasting right now. Um, pitching's been pretty good. Bullpen's not even firing on all cylinders, which makes this even, you know, like this team can be even scarier. So, um, but yeah, 11 straight since uh, the Field of Nightmares uh, has turned this into a dream scenario. So there you go. There's our flip-flop. <laughs> nice, nice one there. I see what you did. Anyway, dude, the crazy part about it is that the pitching has been there all year. Like, their pitching isn't magically yeah. so much better in these last 11 games. The, the, this pitching is what we've really been accustomed to seeing all season long. It's just like now we're stringing hits together. Now we're hitting with runners in scoring position. Now we're stealing bags that are given. Now we're making the play or we're cutting the ball off in the gap. We're making a throw to the cutoff rather than just right through the bag and giving a guy an extra base. Like, we're doing the little things that we just haven't done all season long, and that's allowing the Yankees to look so much, like, better you you know you don't even need your stars out there if you're playing good baseball this roster is so talented top to bottom that it's just going to find ways to win games and they've done it 11 times in a row and it's just the best thing ever to watch man i mean it dude yankee fan like my shirt says yankee fan today tomorrow forever there's nothing i'd rather do in any given day than watch a yankee game i'm sorry if that's kind of sad to say but i I get (laughs) so excited to watch the yankees now dude And, and disappoints me, everyone. I'm giving you a sneak peek into Dick's Sporting Goods life right here. Trevor goes up to me and is like, hey, man, like, what are we going to do for CSMN for uh, the Yankees playoff games? Like, that's First of all, that's crazy. We're talking about the playoffs with Yankees in it because no one believed that was going to happen besides you and I. Second of all, um, I, I go, wouldn't even put myself in that conversation. <laughs> I go, I go, we're going to go. We're going to go to the Yankee playoff games, obviously. Trevor goes, uh, you sure? You sure? I got rent to pay. And it, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to go to those Yankee games. We're going to give you some content, and uh, it's going to be, you know, October Madness, man. This is just so fun to watch right now, and, uh, you know, I, I can't believe it's happening. The Yankees are 18-3 and since that cat ran onto the field in Yankee Stadium. Trevor, do you care or don't care? Is this is Does this have any, you know, is this cat the reason? What's going on, Trevor? I mean, we may have to turn it into, like, the New York Tabby Cats next year or something like that. Like I remember a couple years ago, LSU kind of had the same thing where they had a possum run on the field during one of their games. And then they won like 25 in a row or something like that. And went all the way to the college world series. And like, it was some crazy thing that like took over. So like for us, if it's a cat, it's a cat. Like we're lucky. It wasn't a rat like being New York city. One and, thing. And we're lucky. Like, we're lucky. It wasn't a black cat too. Yeah, I mean, in Iowa, they probably could have had, like, a bobcat run out of the field. That would have been wild. Or, like, a mountain lion or something like that. But, like, I mean, we got tabby cats running on the field. It's a good thing. I mean, it was cute. It happened. Everyone watched it. Everyone cheered. It's way more entertaining than some random drunk dude running on the field. So, like, I don't know. I, I, I Care, don't care. I guess I care because it's I, working. I guess I care too, man. You don't get to see. I don't think it's more entertaining than a random drunk dude running around the stadium. But it's definitely more entertaining to our eyes because we're sitting at home watching and we don't get to see that that person drunk running around naked. You know, we only get to see the cat. They will show the cat. They won't show the guy um, running around the field drunk. Anyway, 
The Yankees are the best team in baseball. Cat, no cat. Guy, no guy. The Yankees have won 11 straight. They're the best team in baseball. It's not even close. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, Heaney. Andrew Heaney started the game yesterday, Tuesday. Four, four innings, I believe, somewhere around there. Two runs. Started the game over Luis Heel, who has 15 and two-thirds, I believe, pitched without allowing a run. That was uh, two, two nights ago, Tuesday night versus the Braves. Um, in that season series finale, Trevor, do we have a problem with Boone starting Heaney over Heel? I, uh, I see why he went to Heaney, um, but in my opinion, like Heel's been really good. Um, you know, we were facing again another team that coming into the series was also on a nine-game winning streak, like the Yankees were, um, but. I just think, like I said earlier, I think Heaney's getting sent to the sun as soon as we get some guys back. Um, so they're not really worried about taxing his arm at this point. Well, let me ask um, you here. Let, let think... me put you Let me put you on the spot here because our listeners are wondering about the first sentence that you said. You said you understand why he went to Heaney. So, so tell us, tell us why. Uh, like, like I was getting to, it's like they they know that once Kluber Sevy. Um, Herman come back. Heaney's done. Heaney's getting DFA'd, um, and I'm pretty sure he probably understands that at this point. So the Yankees are just throwing him out there to, you know, soak up a day almost and soak up four or five innings and kind of get on with it. Um, you're not going to get seven innings like he gave us against the Red Sox every time out. And I think Boone understands that, and I don't think Boone expects to win 11 games in a row. So. Uh, for him, it was just you know it was just another start day for Heaney. We got through it with a win. Every time we get through a Heaney start with a win, I think that's um, plus plus. Yeah, so, but we're two and to two start with him, him on over, the mound, I believe. Yeah, but to start him over Heel, like I understand it. Heel's a young guy. Um, you know, he's he can get his starts in AAA. I just think also confidence wise for him to go up against that lineup, um, you know, it's it probably would have brought him down a peg. Um, but you know, if we can get Heaney, we throw Heaney out there and get a win, uh, that's like I said, plus plus for us. Yeah, no doubt. A steal. Um, I personally don't agree with it. I don't like the pity start. Um, go throw out a guy that's going to be here. You know, who, who's going to give you the best chance to win on Tuesday night. They didn't do that, but it ended up working anyway. So you're not going to be on Boone, but if they lost, I think this might be a whole different conversation here. Um, yeah. Hey, okay. That's we- fair. I mean, like. It's two different sides. Like uh, you see both sides. I do you see my side of it? I do. I do. I, I see. I see the reasoning behind it. I don't agree with it. Like if I was the manager, he'll start no, that I, game. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we have our first on this date. Mark your calendars. Ten years ago today, Robinson Cano, Curtis Granderson, and Russell Martin make the Yankees the first team to ever hit three grand slams in one game. Trevor, Trevor, do you remember this game? How young it was were you? Against, it was against Oakland, correct? Uh, oh, man, I watched the video earlier. I think Oakland. Definitely a West it, Coast team, it was but a, Oakland, I it think was it was a day Oakland. game. It was a day game. It was overcast against Oakland. I remember, wasn't there a rain delay in the middle of the game? Couldn't tell you. Maybe a two-hour I delay. Say, I, I want to say there was a rain delay in the middle of the game if not a rain delay prior to the game. But I remember it was overcast and kind of rainy day. There wasn't a lot of people in the stands. I remember Russell Martins was the third one, right? Mm-hmm. 
I think Cano and Granderson's happened earlier in the game. There was a rain delay. People end up leaving the stadium. They end up playing, re, like starting the game back up, and Russell Martin hit his to right center field. And you look, the bleachers are kind of empty. And I, because I think there was a rain delay in the middle of that game. But yeah, I remember it. I don't remember watching it, but uh, I pulled that up pretty quickly right there. Pretty cool, though. I mean, that three grand slams, that doesn't happen often. That's 12 runs. No, if, I mean, that's first team in one game. So right. obviously it never happened. It hasn't happened since, I don't think. Right. I've never seen it in my youth baseball days. And, you know, <laughs> definitely not the major leagues. Wandy yeah. Peralta. You have already talked about him, Trevor. Let's get into it a little bit. Him in August, 10 games, 11 and two-thirds innings, a zero ERA, that means he's given up zero runs in almost 12 innings and nine Ks to go along with it. Trevor, very clutch two nights ago on Tuesday. Man, Wandy Peralta, he's looking like maybe Zach Britton's replacement. What do you got? Really under the radar, too, because honestly, I didn't know he was putting up stats like this in August. Um, yet, for someone that you know throws sinker changeup guy like Wandy is, um, yeah, he's definitely someone that could be taking over that Zach Britton role. Um, we're going to see less and less Chapman, it seems like, which isn't probably a bad thing at this point. We'll get but, into that much know, more uh, soon. Yeah, but it seems like we're going to see more Peralta. We're going to see more lasagna. Um, I don't know if I ever called anyone in our bullpen by their actual name. You know, Wandy, Chappie, Greeny. Uh not you know, sure. all those guys. So lasagna. I mean lasagna. Yeah, there you go. Perfect example. So but yeah, sneaky right sneaky numbers, you know, him being able to go more than an inning, it seems like. And uh, you know, punching out nine, you know, with zero ERA, came in, got a huge out in the end of that game too in Atlanta, which, you know, we saw one of the game. So it's yeah, it's been been pretty big in in August. Oh man, Trevor. Were Yankees fans on the edge of their seat on a Tuesday night in Atlanta? Lots of Yankee fans in those stands. Um, definitely not on the edge of their seats. Definitely standing up. But Aroldis Chapman, something that we're used to doing, got us in a bit of a jam. Bases loaded. Two outs. He worked his way to two outs. I'll give him that. But Trevor, like we're used to doing almost this year, um, sweating through our clothes, having to take a shower at 2 a.m., because we are drenched in sweat. I mean, just an absolute battle. And, you know, something a little bit different about this battle. Aaron Boone finally pulled the trigger. He went to Wandy Peralta. No fears. Go get my le- new lefty in. Fresh arm against Freddie Freeman. The reigning MVP, Freddie Fe- Freeman. And talk about an at-bat, man. W- was this an at-bat? And here's how it ended. I'll let you listen. And the pitch. Fly ball. Left center, on the run, is Gallo. He's there to make the play, and the Yankees hold on. Take a deep breath, everybody. The winning streak is 11 straight. Take a deep breath, Trevor. What do you got for me, man? What was running through your mind throughout this at-bat? That end of the game was sweatier than a Fortnite lobby with a 12-year-old. Like, (laughs) good Lord. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't. I dude. I, I don't know how much I can take of Chapman, for lack of a better term, sucking. Like, I, I don't know. He's so inconsistent. Because there's days where he's 101 on the black, just 
can't touch me. And then there's days where he can't find the strike zone to save his life. But, yeah. like, yeah, this is that bat was unbelievable. If it, it almost, like, I won't say it's, like, at bat of, like, all time, which, you know, go into it is Gagne versus Bonds in 03. But for Freddie to come out and Wandy to come at him, he's going 95-mile-an-hour sinkers, just dotting him with sinkers, getting him to 3-2. And then once he got to 3-2, man, 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 2-2. He just starts throwing changeups. It was the and wiggle. Tell, it was the wiggle from there, dude. Changeup after changeup after. Getting out front. Friday was out front, out front, out front. Even he drilled the ball into the stands where if they didn't have netting, someone would have died. He hit that ball so hard, like he was crazy. And then he didn't give up on the changeup. And I even said I was in. I was talking to Jimmy Harrigan. I was. We were both watching the game, and I was like, "What do you do here? You've thrown four straight changeups." He's out in front of everything. Like for me, I don't, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Because Freddie's thinking to himself, he goes, "Is he going change up for five times in a row? Is he going to throw something else? Is that a sinker? Is it a slider? What is it?" And in that situation, I mean, he got, he threw another change up, and God bless him. I don't know how you. Well, throw that's five trade change ups to Freddie Freeman. First of all, that's the beautiful thing about pitching, right? The ball's in your hand. You know, the ball's in your court. You're, you have the decision. You're the only person in the world besides your catcher that knows what pitch is coming next, and that's the advantage that you have. You know, go pitch your best pitch, um, whatever you're feeling. And, and Wandy did that, just pitch after pitch after pitch, change up after change up, blowing in really, really good pitches. And just, right. you know, Freddie Freeman is the only guy that fouls all of those off in a row. And here's the thing with Chapman. You mentioned it. Chapman literally looks like the best closer one day, and the worst pitcher in the MLB the next. Like, there's not many guys. You know, there's a lot of guys that will look very good, and then he'll be very bad. But there's, I don't know if there's a lot of guys that can look like the best and the worst in just back-to-back days. Like, literally, back-to-back. Monday night, great. Tuesday night, worst pitcher in the MLB. It's almost like, it gives me Stanton vibes. You know how Stan will go on a scorch where he's like, 8 for 11, 3 bombs, 4 doubles, like just ridiculous. And then he'll swing at a pitch that is in the grass. You know, like he looks like he looks like he's never hit before. He looks like a, a new baseball player. It's the hardest thing in sports to do is hit a baseball. And Stanton looks like he does it with his eyes closed one day, and he looks like he couldn't do it with five eyes the next. It's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. But, man, what an at-bat this was. What a battle it was. And I am so glad that the Yankees were able to come out on top. This was a huge game. feels like every game's a huge game. And just w- what a battle by Wandy Peralta. He's going to get more opportunities like this. Yeah, it's a huge confidence boost for someone like that. To, you know, have his name called bottom of the ninth um, in a playoff-like atmosphere in Atlanta against a guy like Freddie Freeman. So hopefully he builds on it and he's able to, you know, keep – putting up the numbers that he has in August and, uh, you know, keep shoving for the Yankees. The Yankees have a huge series coming up in Oakland. They're, st- they're going to the West Coast here. And, uh, uh, Trevor, I mean, they, they have an opportunity to really, um, you know, stretch this lead that they have out. Yeah, uh, massive. I don't know how many games they're up in the wild card now. I think it's two and a half um, by last check, but it could be different after tonight's game if you have the night off. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's as big as it gets. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, we use Monty and and Heaney in the Brave series. Um, is heel back? Are we not bringing him back? Heels in AAA right now. There's no sign of bringing him back. Heaney has another probable start as of right now against 
um, the, the Angels. So. Nah, I mean, if there's one team that hasn't seen Heaney before, it's the Angels that never faced him. So, I don't know. You, know you definitely – they've probably seen him more than anyone if you're talking about live ABs oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah but, yeah, but for them, it's probably whiplash. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, see ya. See ya. <laughs> you know, especially the game we went to. Like, Judge, Miggy, and uh, and Gary taking them all deep. So, yeah, you know, I mean – Personally, uh, I would not like to see – Heaney versus Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Mike Trout won't be there though. Still, Mike right? Trout won't be there. Yeah. Otani will be there, but yeah. well, I feel Trout. like Justin Upton might go for four with three bombs. But let, let's <laughs> let's try to stay with that. Anyway, huge Jared, series coming Jared up. Walsh. <laughs> the Yankees are. I, I I stat checked you. You were correct. Two and a half games up, so they have a, an opportunity. You know, if they can take three out of four to to get a uh, pretty pretty good lead here, and maybe even sweep the way they're playing. Who knows? Um. And, and, you know, I can say this, and I haven't brought this up yet. I should have earlier. I'm on this, you know, historic streak. I'm, I'm, my name is written down somewhere in this historic streak, whether you, you know, take the ticket. You know, I was there on Thursday night against uh, the Twins. It wasn't like a, a really flex game that I can talk about. But, hey, if you go to a Twins game against the Yankees, the Yankees are going to win. That's the bottom line. And, and I definitely, I, 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 I jumped stat, on that. I think I saw Stat the Yankees are like a hundred and something and thirty something against the Twins since yeah. like oh nine. Yeah, that, that's almost a full season like, of dominance. I don't know if that's true, but like I think it is hundred wins to like even if it's like fifty losses is unreal. That yeah. includes playoffs. Like they've played them in the playoffs a couple times since oh nine, including oh yeah. nine. They beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, we got some questions of. The week, Trevor. We got a little challenge this week. We got some hard questions here. Um, at Ty Dame eleven, shout out Ty Dame. If the Yanks stay healthy for the rest of the season, which by the way is thirty six more games, uh, what are the who's counting though? What are the odds of them winning the AL East? It for me, like if I had to put a betting odd on it, it's probably going to be like plus two sixty. In my opinion, for them to win the uh, the AL East, that's going to be Vegas confirmed. It's going to be on everyone's books. Go go uh, bet on it. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to the last series of the year. Tampa comes to New York. If the Yankees are within two games and they can win two of three of that last series and pick up, you know, pick up those two games, we go to a game one sixty three. It'll probably be in Tampa, which stinks. But oh, maybe not, because the Yankees. Have well, had doesn't it go by division? Doesn't it go by no, division record? I don't know. I thought it would be. We definitely don't have a better record against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think we do. No, no way. Season anyway. series this year? Yes, we do. I don't know about we that. We beat them. We we beat them at home in a series. We beat them in the trop. I think they've only beaten us once at the trop so far. I think we're two of three in series wins against them. I don't know. Not sure. But anyway, the Yankees, I would say their odds are 10 times as better as they were a month ago. It's it's 100%. definitely not a long shot. Like if the Yankees can just stay afloat, if they can, like you said, stay within, um, uh, you know, five or less games of the Twins until around the middle of September, then, you know, maybe Tampa goes cold and the Yankees go hot or on another streak. Something happens, but the Yankees will lose ball games. They're not going to go thirty-six and zero for the rest. Um, but they have to, you know, win the games against the teams that matter. Mm-hmm. What's up? 
Have you have you been watching them play? They might go thirty six and zero. Hey, if the, if they do, I uh, I don't Can want you them to go thirty six and zero. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I would not like that going into the playoffs. Anyway, we end up we end up winning the division by twenty games. Ty Dame, the ch- the chances are possible, which is much much more than it was a month ago. Yes, and and, and the Yankees have a you know good shot if they're playing baseball like this. If they continue to do the little things like I've been talking about all podcasts at Jimmy Miller, CSMN baseball reporter. Shout out! Are you guys concerned about the Yankees' lack of a reliable closer? A little shot at roll this. Can Chapman. I take this one? Yeah, go ahead. Can I take this one? Go ahead, go ahead, Jimmy. Are you concerned about the lack of reliable players in Queens? Because I'm not concerned about the Yankees right now. I'd be concerned about the Mets if I were you. Hey, come on. G- give him a little. It, it, he did throw Yankees in there. He could have just literally put Earl to Chapman. But um, it, I will answer your question uh, honestly, Jimmy. Like, by the way, for our listeners, Jimmy is a huge Mets fan. Anyway, um, it, it's it's scary. Like, this is scary. Like, you're seeing what we see every October. And, uh, you know, you hope that Boone has the guts to say, hey, you're not our best guy for the ninth anymore. We have a guy named... Next question at JMCC Lullen 53. Should Chapman still be closing over Loisica was the name that I skipped out right now and going into the postseason. Trevor, what do you got? Uh, no, I think it's still going to be Chappy going into the postseason. I said, should um, not. Do you think you think Chapman should? No, but it is. It's just how the Yankees are. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have a better answer for you. Okay. Shout out, shout out, Jaden for the question. Okay, so should it, who's Jaden? Who we got? You what know do you Jayden? mean? Do you know Jaden? He works with us, you dummy. Is it Jaden? Yes. I'm sorry. What's up, Jaden? Uh, great question. Uh, yeah, Loisica should be closing over Chapman. It's a no brainer. Um, for everyone but Aaron Boone. So <laughs> let's uh let's hope that changes. And you know, I would like Loisica to have a full month of closing before you just throw him into, you know, the, the fire in October, Trevor. So, right, which he's not, which he's not going to have. So well, you can September. You have I the mean, chance. Yeah, you can, but I don't think they're going to do that. Like there's no harsh feelings, Chapman. We're trying to win a world series. Like you've won a world series before. You know what it takes. It takes sacrifice. And and that's what the Yankees might have to do. They might have to sacrifice ego uh, for winning. It's just something that I want to see them do. And I don't think they'll do it. So anyway, next question, Andrew Lavelle, shout out um, MCLA. Who do you want closing for the Yankees in 2022? Trevor, we're talking next year, man. Who do you want closing for the Yankees in 2022, Trevor? You want a wild card answer? Give it. Luis Severino. Wow. Wow. That's who you want, not who you think. I think it's going to be Loisica, but uh, want I. I think it should be like am I crazy to say Sevy? I don't think so. Like it, it's it's kind of weird because like you haven't seen him pitch in so long, like you don't know what he has. <laughs> like, is he you gonna know, come out? You, know what I, you only need two Steven pitches. Ridings. I don't, maybe Steven Ridings. He's still he he has to get to the back end of the bullpen before he gets there because he's just a reliever, <laughs> period. But Severino, I think like I I wouldn't like him to just jump into the closer role, especially after having a whole season off. I think you take Severino yeah, kind of okay. So say so say he has a good postseason. He comes back. He's a two to three inning guy in the bullpen, and he's dominant. He already throws ninety eight to ninety nine. Yeah, he has, he has two dominant pitches. He has two dominant pitches. He has two dominant pitches. 
We'll see. We'll see. I, I, that's not my answer. I want Loisica. I mean, why would you even think about no, anyone yeah, else? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be Johnny, but yeah. Okay. Well, and want, should, and could be Loisica is my answer for you, Andrew. Um, a look ahead here, Trevor. What do we have coming up? So we head to this miserable, miserable Coliseum in Oakland. Like, I can't stand when they play in Oakland. I just think that we go out there and we lose every single time. Um, we Besides this time. Thursday. Besides all this of one. These, all of these are probables, according to ESPN. Uh, Tyone gets the ball in game one of the Oakland series against James Caprillion, 7-4 with the 3-2-5 for Caprillion. Friday, we will see Cole versus Sean Manaya. Manaya uh, off a wild card game for the Oakland Athletics uh, just a year or two years ago. Saturday, we should get the Nestor Cortez show against Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas coming off a good July. Uh, and Sunday, we should get Monty versus Paul Blackburn. Then we are in Los Angeles against Los Angeles. Monday, we should get Heaney versus Jose Suarez. Tyone versus Dylan Bundy. Hopefully, you can keep it down this time. He is, well, his stats make me want to puke. He's 2-9 and nine with a 6.06. And Wednesday, if all goes right, Kyle, we get the matchup that we dream of in Garrett Cole versus Shohei Otani. We should make CSMN probables because that's just not our probables. Oh. Cole, Cole will be starting that game. Uh, yeah, there Cole will be the game. It's yeah, no. I don't know. It's, it's just as Otani start once a week, and yep. if that's the case, we're getting Otani on Wednesday night in in LA. I'm gonna be excited for that game either way, just because we'll be seeing a future MV, MVP Yankee. Um, so I, I mean that'll be awesome. Because just think about it. In two years, we'll have um, the MVP and the Cy Young on the same team, Garrett Cole and Shohei Otani. I mean, it's just going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome to watch. I can't wait till Shohei Otani is in the pinstripes. Uh, I heard Juan Soto wants to be a Yankee. Well, a, a lot of people a lot of people. Well, Juan want... Soto, Jason Dominguez, Aaron Judge, outfield? Yeah. Well, I want Soto to play in the in pinstripes also, but let's be honest, like it's just it's it's not <laughs> let's be real. I think it's gonna be Juan Soto, Mike Trout, Jason Dominguez, and then, you know, we have Gallo on the bench. We have Voigt there too. I we want have, I want know, Trey Turner's gonna be short. <laughs> anyway here. Uh we're 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 pretty much out of here. Obviously you can the see Brahms are two all right, all right. Trevor, it's game day. Get locked in, dude. We're, we're facing the Oakland Athletics. We're going after a World Series in 2021. It's 2021, not 2025. Let's go get one today. Started off good with the Oakland A's. Um, we don't care. We're in the ugly Coliseum. You got to take it day by day. You're going to get Cole in the series. You're going to get Tyone. You're going to get Nestor. You're going to get Monty. Who else would you want? Why else would you want it? Let's go, Yankees. We're out of here. We'll see you next episode. Trevor, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace out. Go Yanks!
What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of our content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.